Greetings, fellow Earthlings. We're live. It's Friday. Our sociopolitical conversations. Things along those lines. Stefan Maillet with you at itsouls.com, the website. I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check out the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. And you can take a look at the show notes for our weekly itinerary. We do encourage you to subscribe, follow, like, share, give a comment, all that kind of good stuff. Helps the content reach further, motivates us to produce more material, and hopefully, <clears throat> prayerfully, it is a spiritual benefit to your life, to your faith, as we take information around us and we strive on the guidance of inspired literature and our existence, our purpose, our experience on this earth for the greater good of his kingdom and through the Christian worldview and how we adapt to the ebb and flow of our history. We want to talk about various things in regards to current events, of course, as uh, we move forward. But uh, please consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to do so. Once you're there, you can financially support the Added Souls ministry through the Maya family, myself, my wife, my three little kiddos, and the work we are involved with, the East Coast congregation. So get involved. Reach out to us. We can have a phone call. We can have a video chat. We can have email exchange, whatever is necessary and uh, allow this kind of good work to continue forward through his good grace, his providence, his will. There's a lot of talk these days, and uh, coming from perhaps some trusted sources, some not-so-trusted sources, in regards to nuclear threats. Nuclear threats, and are we on the verge of having to be the recipients of nuclear attacks and war? Is that truly the line we are currently facing? Well, you know, they've been speaking about this in the news feed for um, many months now, and it seems to be functional to encourage one another and promote one another towards that end. It seems, if in, in, in our kind of tongue, you know, the blue-collar tongue, we, we feeble peasants of the land, uh, it seems like the bad guys just want to go to war and cause destruction and chaos, and they've been working up to this. It's been decades, you know. One, <laughs> a, co a conspiracy theory yesterday, solid, objective, absolute fact today, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, what do we have to do with this? What are we? What's going on through the Christian worldview, through those of us who are faithful to our Lord and Master, who are legal citizens of his kingdom, who are immersed into his body, and have received his grace, his mercy, his love, his guidance, his forgiveness, all of the wonderful blessings found within the body of our Lord and Master, the spiritual household he built that no man can destroy. Now, nuclear war, nuclear threats leading to nuclear war, of course, can cause a great much damage. It can be a global disaster, catastrophe. Will it be allowed? Will God permit the complete annihilation of humankind at the hands of, you know, evil, <clears throat> evil and sinister um, uh, individuals, organizations, institutes, institutions, principles and powers, all those things? Well, we do have insight and trust within the 
literature of the Holy Spirit's pen. And uh, there are many things, you know, we need to kind of consider if we are going to remain sober in thought, self-controlled, not allow anxiety to bring us to a drunken stupor of nonsense, nor should we allow false religious uh, and erroneous doctrines concocted by the minds of men to spiral us downwards into a dysfunctional territory where we can no longer be productive as Christians. We have to be careful. It's a very uh, tempting world, you know, very fallen and tempting, confusing, much doubt, uh, hostilities, uh, murder, uh, rampant all over the place. The cost of life is not expensive at all. We live in a very dangerous time. How do we keep our head afloat? How do we maintain through the storm. Well, we can have insight through that, of course, when we saw the recorded and witnessed account of Peter. When he was focused on the Christ, he did not drown. Yet when he began to be focused on the storm, the anxieties set in the stress and the fear of the storm led him to a path to drown. Well, he had, of course, the the wisdom enough and the will to reach out to Christ again and desperately seek salvation. And of course, Christ came to his rescue and saved him from the storm. It, we can learn a lot from that and great many applicable functions in our faith today. There are storms all around us. <clears throat> what kind of storm are we dealing with? You know, this nuclear threat don't seem like much of a fear to those of us who may have been told by the doctor we only have a few months to live anyways due to disease or cancerous cells or uh, tumors or, or, you know, health conditions. It's all about perspective, right? What's our greatest storm today? Maybe it is the socio-political fear-mongering decay, right, of our societal norms that we used to hold on to, the privileges of freedom, which are now fleeting at uh, record number to the hands of, of course, godless and uh, very uh, wicked minds. What do we, well, maybe it's persecution for trying to peacefully share the good news of Christ, which calls men to repentance away from all kinds of sinful activities. Maybe we're dealing with inner turmoil in the family, between spouses. What are we dealing with? What's our, uh, what are the things that tempt us today, right? We can persevere through all of that. We can. There's a way out. It's a difficult one. Calls for much sacrifice, but there is. Even on the uh, onslaught of newsfeed, Alarmism, you know, breaking news, every other tweet, breaking news. They've been saying that for years, decades. Breaking news. Let me guess. All the good guys are going to win and all the bad guys are going to be exposed. Should happen any time, right? We've <laughs> been saying that for decades. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Nuclear war on the brink of complete annihilation. It's the end of the world as we know it. Really? They've been saying that for a while. 
Might be. I won't. <laughs> Man, I'm aware. I don't have my head in the sand. I know. I can. I pay attention to what's going on. I know we're leading up to something. I know it. It ain't looking good. That's for sure. Depending on the perspective. Maybe we should take the perspective that the good guys are fighting and are going to win the battle. <laughs> hey, man, what the, I mean, again, where do we go? How do we find sober, controlled thought? How do we move forward in such a uh, uncertain world? You know, we used to live with the entourage of a neighborly community. You didn't need to lock your doors, man. Neighbors just walked in. Hey, how's it going, George? Oh, not so bad, John. How's the wife? Oh, you know, she's out doing this with her. so on and so forth. She's with her sisters. Everything's fine. We work hard. We give God his glory. We thank him for the many blessings. Right? We respect each other. We defend each other's rights. Even when we disagree on matters of one's personal opinions, sociopolitically, I think the government should, I think our politicians should, I think these policies should go towards health care or infrastructure or education or travel. Or Yeah, well, I disagree. I think we should. Well, that's all right, man. We can talk about these things, see what's the best plan for. Yeah, that kind of debate's been shut down, hasn't it? The tyrants have taken over, haven't they? Yeah, things have changed. Here we are, Christians, still living. We're still alive. The kingdom of our Lord and Master is well and alive. His bride, still here. Ain't going nowhere. Oh, they want to destroy the Bible. They want to destroy the Lord's church. They want to destroy Christians. Ain't gonna happen. They've been trying it throughout history. ain't going to happen. We've counted the cost. We know we might have to die for our faith. <laughs> we don't want to do, we don't want to go through a barbaric, violent, most traumatic death, you know. We don't want to go through that, so we're doing everything we can not to have that happen. Oh, but evil people, man, they want that to happen. They want to murder us, don't they? How do we persevere? Inf interesting information. You know, you can find a very comforting thought when we go through the soothing compassion of our Lord and Master and how if we simply follow Him, we need not die and we can have life. There are no guarantees, no promise that we will live a peaceful life throughout all the decades, a long and peaceful life, and there won't be any war or pain or too much of a harsh persecution, you know, there's no, there's no promise or guarantee to that end. Of course not. All of us live in a fallen world, are the recipients of the consequences of a fallen world. And when we reach the age of accountability, we choose to do foolish and lawless things which have consequence, not only for us personally, but those around us. Why do we currently have such delinquency and corruption in our leadership? One says there's always been corruption and delinquency. Yeah, 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 I know, but is that now an excuse to allow it to run rampant? 
to the measurement in which we find ourselves now? Well, no, that would be the same as saying, you know what, let's just allow all kinds of sinful delinquency in the church to run rampant and not practice any kind of discipline, and, you know, it's just the way it is. Nothing we can do about it. What a foolish, cowardly, idle way of thinking. Most Christians think that way. Someone says, how dare you say most? How can you know most? I don't know most. I just go by the numbers Jesus spoke about when he said, narrow is the gate. That's all. Live in a very crazy time. How do we keep our head above the water? We're on the brink of economic crash, aren't we? (laughs) Cost us close to two grand a week just to survive. It's not that things have gone too expensive, it's that the value of our dollar ain't worth much. So it takes a whole bunch more to buy just simple things like food. You think that's an accident? You think that's just, well, you know, it it just happens. (laughs) I don't know. It just happens. You think it's just a coinkydink that we live on the soil of some of the most potent natural resources given to mankind, the land of milk and honey and all its opportunities, all its privilege and freedom, you think the removal of that somehow is because the weather's changing? And somehow, you know, if we're taxed to death, the weather's going to change and cure the world? How completely oblivious are we to reality to think those things are genuine and the results of a coincidence yeah over here in canada we're getting ready or we may have already begun our third taxation of carbon yeah that's a thing now we're taxed carbon tax apparently it's proactive in combating climate change You know, it's all been debunked as a complete erroneous myth. Climate change is a myth. Does the climate change? Of course it does. That's the deception in the title, and that's how they function, man. That's how it works. Are we paying attention? (laughs) See, this is the Friday session. The Friday session, we get to just... You know, unwind on these things, vent a bit, rant, the soapbox, sociopolitical conversations. We have to designate that time. As Christians, we see it. Our brothers and sisters in the church, they see it. We're not supposed to talk about it now. That's the faux pas of our faith. No, keep keep your head in the sand. No, we know that doesn't work. We can talk about these things. We may disagree. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you fully believe that climate change is a real thing. And we're all going to die tomorrow if we don't get taxed to death today. How dare you? You know, Greta Thunderberg? (laughs) How dare you? Really? That makes sense to you? I mean, all of these have been debunked as actors, paid actors. 
Oh, boys, I'm telling you. So nuclear threats is on the plate, right? Nuclear threats. It just keeps reoccurring. They want it, right? We, let's, let's speak it into existence. It's happening. Well, you know, the Western world is corrupt to the brim with high-handed corruption and delinquency. That's just what it is. And, well, we want to aggravate war. Turmoil and division, war, and for, uh, foreign threats, dictatorships. They don't. They don't like to. You know, they're for, we're, we're forcing them into some kind of a war, and <laughs> hitting the button and having a nuclear disaster seems to be uh, the direction they want to go. Well, that's not. For, we didn't vote for that. Did you vote for that? I didn't vote for that. Did you have a say on it? Did we have a say on it? I didn't have a say on it. Did you? How do we get here? Yeah, Vic, uh, individuals like um, Alex Jones. He's entertaining, isn't he? Alex Jones. Think of him as you will. <laughs> he tends to be right on a great many things. You know, a quote-unquote prophet of, his, of our era. He does, man. It sounds outlandish when he says it. And we're like, dude, this man's just way out there. He's fun to listen to. Hey, hun, get some popcorn. He's speaking again. Where he's allowed to speak, of course, you know. And then the following day, we're like, oh, huh. I wonder where he gets his sources. I wonder where he gets his information. He's been right. Well, it's no magical trick, you know. Nothing miraculous. It's just, you know... If it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, right? What do you think it is? <laughs> if we see these global entities, these very corrupt agents of villainy, <clears throat> and they say publicly through, <laughs> out of the horse's mouth, mind you, we must destroy people. They're the problem. We must depopulate the world. And here's how we're going to do it. <laughs> you know, I tend to think they mean what they say. Call me a fool, I know. Crazy conspiracy theorist. But when the devil stands behind the pulpit and says, I'm going to murder people, I tend to believe that's what he says. But you know what we have going on? We have people hear the devil from the pulpit say, I'm going to murder people. And, 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 and folks, folks are so godless, they, they hear that and turn it around and say, oh, so he's, he, what a virtuous thing the devil's doing. It's for our greater good. Quick, let's eat some cockroaches and grasshoppers and bugs. <laughs> Quick, let's have ourselves a 15-minute city. <laughs> it's for the greater good. Climate change. We're going to change the weather. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> it's so, quote-unquote, primitive in thinking, isn't it? It's not advanced at all. It's not science, though they call it science. It's science. <laughs> science says we should have 15-minute cities and eat bugs. <laughs> we'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> it's it's sorrowful, man. It's disastrous. Look at the chaos. <laughs> fear, fear, fear. Death, death, death. That's what the world has to offer. That's what the world has to offer. And you think us crazy for wanting to follow a man who speaks about life? <clears throat> who speaks of a better place after this one? 
and we're supposed to be the nut jobs? Please, give me a break. No honorable court of law where justice is found and upheld would ever allow the nonsense that is currently shoved down our throats by these very evil and wicked sources. It's just no way, man. Following Jesus just makes a lot of sense. You just have to read his words. That's the thing. Folks don't want to read. Who needs to read today, right? Newsfeed, next. <laughs> and what's next? <laughs> We're in the TikTok era. TikTok, TikTok. We're in the TikTok era. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> we don't have time to actually pay attention to any substances. We just want the next crazy thing there for a minute. The next reel, the next 26 second story. <laughs> and it's not that those things can't be used in a, you know, in a, in a fun and entertaining way, in a, in a way that brings us joy. Absolutely. Not. I mean, by all means, I do that. I produce these reels and these stories. I don't do TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Many of my friends are like, you should get on TikTok. I haven't been on TikTok. But I'm with the rest of the twits there on Twitter. I must say, Twitter's much more entertaining now that Elon's taken over. <laughs> it's interesting indeed. Because now you get to hear the voices of the opposition. The rebellion. Now you get to hear us say, no, that's a lie. See, before Elon, we weren't allowed to say that. So when we had, you know, all these propagandists, these government-funded news channels, quote-unquote news channels, you know, global news and CNN and CBC and CTVs and, I mean, I could go on and on. We had no choice but we must believe what they say. Well, now we're allowed to say, you know, give our... Give our uh, thoughts and our evidence to the fact you know they're like no this is a lie this news article is a complete propaganda it's a lie you know the whole freedom movement right the, the truckers freedom convoy i was with that through every hour of every day through the whole thing it was a peaceful protest but if you allow the government's propaganda channel spin their, uh, their wee web of deception towards you. What was it? It was a terrorist attack. An occupation from evil white supremacists. That's a lie. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not an independent. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I'm not an NDP. I'm not a green. Green party, you know. Am I missing a party? I don't know. Maybe, probably. I, I'm none of those things. I'm a blue-collar guy, just like you. Son of a factory worker. Born and raised in the country. You know, farms and farming, hunting, fishing. I'm just a human being. I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. See, I don't need to fall prey to any loyalties. I have my own mind. I'm a free thinker. 
And I get to observe what's going on. I mean, the information's there. You just have to seek for it, you know? Nuclear war, nuclear threats. That's what, they're got, that's what they got for us now. <laughs> that's what's going on. Oh, boys. Alex Jones. So he um, retweeted something here. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can open this here. Uh, nope, not there. Where is it? I posted it on my addedsouls.locals.com community. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I can see it, I think. Yeah. Alex Jones had retreated, retreated, retweeted Kim.com. You guys know who Kim.com is? I had no idea who this individual was. And then I watched a documentary on Kim.com, and what a fascinating documentary it is. I encourage you to watch it. It's quite, quite revealing, to be honest with you. So anyways, Alex Jones, right? He says, and he retweets Kim.com's tweet. And Alex Jones says, I hope people realize just how close we are to complete destruction of the entire planet. This is not a, this is not a drill. <laughs> I, can, I see him in my mind, you know, the way he talks and he's like, I hope people realize just how close we are to complete destruction of the entire planet. This is not a drill. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't, I, I, I can't do it the right way, but you know. You know what I mean. He gets amped up. It's so entertaining. <laughs> His face gets all red, man. <laughs> he gets into a convulsion of sorts. You know? <laughs> Anyways, he retweets Kim.com. And Kim.com, of course, is, The Russian Strategic Nuclear Force has been ordered into highest alert today. It, 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 it means nuclear bombers, submarines, and missiles are ready for immediate action. What is this? Is this true? What? Well, Twitter's been doing this twit for a while, you know, throwing this, we're on the brink of nuclear war. And some of these individuals are well-respected contributors to the conservative side of things. Is it true? Where are their sources? It probably is, right? You know how we uh, discern the whole thing. You go too far right, you're lost. You go too far left, you're lost. It's somewhere in the middle. You want the truth, it's somewhere in the middle. The mishmash of it all. Well, probably. Probably. We're on the brink of nuclear war. As Christians, we understand through the principle of the scriptures and the things revealed that uh, there might be a nuclear war. And there might be billions of casualties. But there is no way they're going to explode the planet. And there's no way they're going to erase every single human being. That's why I can rest easy knowing that. It, it, I can rest easy knowing that because the, I trust Jesus. And Jesus said, he's the one who's in control of when all of this ends. Not these crazy, tyrannical, you know, villains. No, they don't have a say. God is the one who chooses when all of this ends, and it ends the way he said it's going to end. The sky's going to open, the trump's going to call, and all who are faithful in Christ will go on to uh, eternity with them in heaven, and all those who uh, are uh, not will be judged and sent to eternal damnation. That's just 
that's a that's reality that's the truth and so though threat of nuclear war is around the corner and it might just happen it just might in any time now and millions and billions of people might die as a result men women and children that that that's a reality of our, our existence it just might happen but it will not explode the planet like we watched on star wars you know the death star exploding a planet that 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 won't happen nor will the extinguishing of all life. Well, there might just be two of us on this earth, but there's no way it's going to be completely destroyed. The only time it's going to be completely destroyed, again, is by God's hand and God's power. And as crazy as some of you think that is, it's reality. And that's what I find fascinating. They, they, they hear that and be like, that's just the craziest, foolish thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but you believe men can be women. You believe men can give birth to children. You believe that nothing exploded into something billions of years ago, and through nonsensical primordial soup, we have all this intelligence and creation around us. Like, whoa. pick your model, man. Pick your worldview. You think what I believe is nuts? And I might share this. I used to be on your side of things. I used to be on your side of things with your worldview looking at someone like me and saying, oh, what a fool, following a mythical person in the sky or a man named Jesus. You think I just one day woke up and say, you know what, I'm just going to believe in Jesus because I just want to do that and be a Christian. Dick, man, dude, my journey, start, my, my journey started a long time ago. I've been studying this stuff. I've been looking into this stuff. And I don't... I'm, I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not saying I know all the answers. I seek for them, but I've found enough throughout a decade strong now to firmly galvanize my two feet in the foundation of the 66 books of the Holy Bible. I've looked at all the contradictions. I've asked all the same questions. I don't want to follow a tyrannical God like that that would drown little babies, that would murder little babies, that contradicts himself verse after verse. I don't want to have anything to do with an old written... An old written book of nonsense. There is no God. Science said so. And let's give it. And if that worldview were to be true, it isn't. But if it were, then what are you worried about a nuclear war? Let's hit the button already. Let's get it over with. We're only a bunch of animals, anyways. There's no heaven or hell. There's no consequence. There's no right or wrong. Everything's subjective. By all means, please hit the button already. Let's get it over with. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I've, I've, this is the testimony of well-known atheists who have converted to Christianity. I've listened to one of them take an axe to his father's head. Why not? Who cares? We're all a bunch of animals. There's no right or wrong. There's no objective reality at all. This is all just a myth. It's all just a dream. We're all a bunch of animals. There's no rhyme or reason. We're only slaves to the dance of our DNA. So let's hit the button already. Now, that's the only, quote-unquote, hope the world has to offer us. That's it. Death. It's the religion of death. So you want to know why we're at the brink of nuclear war? Because we stopped believing in Jesus. We stopped loving our fellow man. Jesus taught us how to love our fellow man. That's why. <laughs> if I turn off the lights in this room, what's going to happen? It's going to get dark, isn't it? 
Yeah. Well, Jesus is the light. So when he's in the room, we see. But if we kick Jesus out, which we have the free will to do, he's allowed us to do that. He's given us the privilege and blessing of free will to have a free choice to either love him or not. Well, if we see him in the room and kick him out of there, the room gets dark. What do you think we've done? We've done that in government. We've done that in corporate our corporations. We've done that in our academic institutions. We've done that in our entertainment, sports, movies, and music. We've done that in media, news, cable, and social. And when I say government, I mean all its facets. The military complex, all the industries that are arms of this beast, if you will. And it need not be that way, by the way. And I've spoken about this last session, I think, last sociopolitical session. Government is not inherently sinful. Politicians are not inherently sinful. Policies need not be inherently sinful. It's corruption that infiltrates, manipulates, and then dominates. And we got comfy. We got cozy. We stopped thanking God for the many blessings we have. Now we live in a world of godless individuals who are in control. People who can't even discern the two genders that have always been functional biologically, male and female. I mean, imagine given such a powerful nation as America within the hands of individuals who can't discern gender. What kind of a Fruit Loop world do we live in? And how did it get here? It's our fault. It's your fault. It's mine. That's whose fault it is. What happened? You stopped believing in Jesus. We told Jesus, we don't want you in our minds. We don't want you in our households. We don't want you in our entertainment on TV. We don't want you anywhere. We don't want you in government. We don't want you in our, we don't want you in our academic institutions. We don't want you anywhere. We kicked God out. And he permitted it. And he has been permitting it throughout the recorded history. Because we have free will to do so. And you know what we're doing? We're doing the same thing. We're repeating the same history. We're going to go down this path, which leads to nothing but more murder, devastation, bondage, slavery to the hands of tyrants. And after centuries of bloodshed, where our children are slaughtered, where all our freedoms are removed, then, then perhaps we'll be humbled and be like, wow, We managed to really mess it all up, didn't we? All over again. I think it's time we start bowing down to God again and confessing our sins and seeking forgiveness from all this depravity, this immorality, this death. What do you think? Most are so rebellious and hardened of heart, they're not ready to say uncle yet, are they? They're like Pharaoh. Their hearts are getting hardened. (laughs) What a crazy world. Nuclear threat. What does that mean? What does that look like? Sirens are going to go off. What are we going to do? Hide underneath our tables? I told my wife and some friends, I'm like, if it has to go down that way, I hope the nuclear bomb drops on top of the very house I live in. We'll all meet Jesus together as a family. Or that it's so it's so far away that we can head for the hills. But it's all second in nature to our priorities and our responsibilities. Make it to heaven. Bring as many as you can with you. 
You understand the mission, soldier? Yes, sir. Make it to heaven and bring as many as you can with you. That's what we got to do. That's it. I didn't go through the standard structure, but let me quickly pull it up here. Let me see if I can do that. My uh, traditional standard structure when it comes to this was created in order to help me make sense of what's taking place sociopolitically. And I've been sharing it with you for a few years now on our Friday sessions. And it's so that we can understand truly how to wrap our minds around what's taking place. Let me see here if I can find it. Looking into my files. I put stuff. I, I'm organized. There we go. But I could be more organized. All right. What do we got here? Yeah. Remembering the structure. It goes like this. Our identity founded by our legal documents, speaking of Canada and America, America more so accurately than Canada, America being of an independent mind, Canada's more structured to the European model of the monarchy and the pyramid system in which, you know, the queen is the power, let's say, something along those lines, right? Our trust in government, our culture is stronger than America, put it that way. Our identity founded by our legal documents, which came from a higher power, in other words, God, through the principles of the Holy Bible. That's what founded these countries. The documents that founded these countries came from a higher power. They aren't inspired documents, mind you, but they were motivated by the scriptures. You read the scriptures, you're like, yeah, that works. Let's write, let's write a document for founding this nation on the principles of this book we've been reading in the Bible. And because of that, we were had five things that kept us safe and secure in our nations. And that was being pro-Christianity, pro-life, pro-family, pro-self-defense, and pro-country. In all facets. In all facets of, of life, in the household, and out there in public, those were the things that you would see in America and in Canada. Kept us safe for a long time, blessed us for a long time. Because our founding fathers knew that to govern this country in such a way that there is opportunity and, 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 and uh, the ability to flourish and opportunity, uh, we had to adhere to the principles of the scriptures. Pro-Christianity, pro-life, pro-family, pro-self-defense, pro-country. Now we're under a godless agenda. Now we're anti-Christ anti-life, anti-family, anti-self-defense, and anti-country. Country meaning borders, justice, law, order, to be upheld. We no longer have that. We no longer respect and honor our Lord and Master Jesus Christ. It's no longer the identity of the religious uh, practice of our nations. It's idolatry now. We still, I mean, we call it Christianity. It's a masquerade, but it's idolatry. We've created Christianity in our own image, according to our own buffet. But it's not the scriptural Christ. So now we're anti-Christ, life, family, self-defense, and country. This is, this is the truth. And it's through the five branches of power, of course. Corrupted. Government. Corporation. Academia. Entertainment. Movies, music, sports. And media. News and social. 
And all of them are now purchased propaganda under the influence of the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization, which is foreign threat and interference. Make no mistakes. Make no mistake about it. That's, that's what's taking place. And so that's why we have these godless globalists who believe human beings are the problem, needing to be extinguished. Oh, it ain't for them. They'll be fine in their castles. You and I, we'll be in uh, these little ghettos, these little 15-minute cities eating bugs in a small little container. We'll own nothing, and apparently we'll be happy about it. And individuals who can't think for themselves, they're going right along with it. TV told me. TV wouldn't lie to me. So that's why you have a great many branches that contribute to the arteries leading to this very pestilence, which is in its most sourced agenda to remove Christianity from earth. That's what it's there for. That's what it's always been there for. So you have things like suicide running rampant and drug addiction and uh, you name it. I mean, just death, murder, violence, crime, all of it. Perversion running rampant. And, well, yeah, it's leading to nuclear threats and nuclear war. All of this through the isms, through all the isms. Atheism, of course, which birthed liberalism, progressivism, socialism, fascism, Marxism, communism, tyranny, oppression, both physically and spiritually. So the world has nothing to offer us but death because it's a fallen world. But Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master, offers us life. And we can have a whole new worldview. We are to be mindful of what's taking place around us. But we don't live there. This, this place is not our home. We're here for a bit and we are called to be good stewards of this place. But it's not our eternal rest. We gotta leave this place. We do the best we can, the best good we can while on this earth, and then we gotta leave. So though the whole world's collapsing around us, the faithful are growing. We're growing. We love each other. There's peace. You can take a breath, you can relax. It's a matter of the mind. You know, there are people who are imprisoned for the rest of their lives who find freedom within that cell. How so? It's a matter of the mind. What's in your mind? Jesus came and said, change your mind. We can be slaved, shackled in bondage to the, our own thoughts. Free your mind. Christ said, Christ guides us to do so. It's going to be okay. And if we all have to leave, it's going to be okay. We win in Christ. I don't want to go through the things Christians went through in the first century under the Roman oppression and the corruption of uh, uh, Judaizing uh, villains, if you will, and corrupt individuals. I don't want to go through that, but we might because it seems people are just ignorant and want to go through it all over again. We can have peace. We can find peace. Here's how it's going to end. It's not going to be with any nuclear disaster exploding the planet and removing every human being from it. Second Peter. 
Second right. Peter chapter 3. Know this first of all, that in the last days, and when it speaks of last days, Peter's speaking about the messianic dispensation of time, the Christian era. It's been the last days, the Christian era, since Christ fulfilled the ministry. Death, burial, resurrection, witness, and ascension. At the right hand of his father, the age of the Messiah, uh, was activated and is now functional. So we're about 2,000 years within the last days. And it might go for 2,000 more, 2 billion more. I don't know. God does. You don't. Don't try to sell me no books and tell me you think you do. That's all premillennial nonsense from denominational oceans of religious error to which many of us were snared into. You might be snared into that nonsense right now. There's a way out. There's a way out. So knowing this, uh, this first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking following after their own lust. And of course, they witnessed that in the first century. Peter speaking of an experienced mind. He is also speaking, of course, of things coming ahead in his life. It's something you can see. And saying, this is what they were saying as they were mocking and going after their own lust. Verse 4, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of, of creation. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. You know, um, Noah, Noah was, uh, was uh, proclaiming repentance upon the people. You need to change. There's a flood coming. You need to get on the boat. And at the, you know, the first decades, they might have given an ear and be like, oh, what is he saying? You know, what's going on here? Why, why is he saying these things to us? But come the, you know, the 80th year in which Noah was preaching the same message, they must have been like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. All right, right. There's a flood coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yesterday, right? Right, Noah? <laughs> you fool. You mean like yesterday? The, the, the flood came like this? <laughs> you fool, Noah. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing going on. You and I who are legal citizens of his kingdom, who are faithful members of his body, who understand the language very accurately, we know he's returning. There's an end day, and it is in the hand of God to choose when that takes place. The sky will open, the trumps will sound, and it'll be the end of it all. Time as we know it ends. Everything will be done with. Because it has an expiration date. It's going to happen. But what do we hear today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Christ is returning. There's a judgment day, right? Ooh, like yesterday? Like yesterday, right? Ooh, fool. What a fool you are, crazy Christians. Oh, but it's coming. Folks, it's like, oh, no, there's a nuclear threat. We're all going to die of a nuclear war. Yeah, we just might die of a nuclear war. But that's not my priority and fear right now. That shouldn't be yours. Christ is coming back. Judgment day is coming. If you want to fear something, fear the power of God. Do what's right. Love him. Get to know him. You won't love him if you don't get to know him. <laughs> That's something I try to get through to my brethren. You can throw the law at people all day long. Throw the law at them. Do this, do that, do this, do that. They're not going to do anything. They, they don't know the man. They don't know Jesus. If you're walking down Main Street in public life and you're just going about your business, you're walking to somewhere as you need to go, and someone taps you on the shoulder, you turn around, he's like, follow me, quick. Are you going to start following that man? 
No. You know, you don't know who he is. For all you know, he's a zombie. Like, I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna follow him. I don't know this man. So even if your, your, your friend next to you says, hey, follow him, you should follow him. You're not going to follow him. You're going to tell your friend, leave me alone. I'm not going to follow this guy. I don't know who he is. You need to learn who Jesus is. Once you get to learn and know who the man is, God on earth, get to know him. Then, then it might make sense that you want to follow him. That's it. I mean, it's, not, that, it's all going to end on his on his terms. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. People, uh, folks, got to listen. I know I used to be such a thick-headed rebel, rebel in my past life for decades. I mean, you couldn't get through to me for anything. I was just so such a knucklehead. Now it all makes a lot of sense to me. I know what's going on. I've done my studies. I've looked into it. We're telling people, get right with God. It's coming. Oh, oh, sure, sure, like yesterday. So, obviously, Peter speaking these words is very familiar. And he says in verse 5, For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice. It really does. They're not thinking right. That by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water. They're just not thinking right. They're blinded by their own logs sticking out of their foreheads. We've forgotten that, haven't we? The Bible is real. These words are real. Oh yeah, the same thing today. We have Christians, believers, the, 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 same, the, the same descriptive information right here in verse 5. It escapes their notice that by the word of God. It escapes their notice that by the word of God. That's why you have all kinds of churches today all doing all kinds of foolish things. They've created their own image of a God and they call it Christ. It's not the Christ I read in the Bible. I know it's not the one you read in the Bible. Haven't you started to figure out there's a contradiction with the Jesuses of the world and the Jesus of the Bible? You won't know that if you don't get to know the Jesus of the Bible. You won't be able to tell the difference. If you don't know your shapes, you'll have someone telling you that a square object is round. You'll be like, oh yeah, I guess it's round. Yet if you take out the measuring tape and you look at the angles, it's square, isn't it? Where's the measuring tape? It's the Bible. You have people trying to tell you that they follow Jesus. They're not following Jesus. They're following their own personal gods themselves. They just want to call it Jesus. I'm telling you, man. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water. Well, my Jesus would never say this is a sin or that's a sin or do this or that. Well, exactly. That's your, it's, you've created yourself as a God. But the God of the Bible hates sin. He's a jealous God. He wants us to serve him and him only. He is the living God. No, I don't believe God hates. I know your God doesn't hate because you've created your own God. But the God of the Bible hates sin. Through which the world at that time was destroyed 
being flooded with water. But by his word, verse 7, you see how this, I mean, don't trust, trust the Bible. Don't trust anything else. His word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire. By his word, his word set all good things in order. And his word is going to end it all when he chooses to. It's not going to be by some kind of a nuclear uh, a bomb that's going to destroy this whole planet and everyone on it. Oh, it might get rid of a whole bunch of us, but not the whole of us. God is the one who decides. It's kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. You don't want to be found in that category. And I assure you, a great many who call themselves Christians, many of them even behind pulpits, They're ungodly men. God's blessed us with discerning that. But do not let this fact escape your, no your notice, it says in verse 8, Beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. God's suffering long with us. He sees all this evil, and there's an expiration date coming. But another day means another opportunity to be right with him and follow him and, and know of his love and the, and, and the liberty, the liberty that is found in Christ. The Lord is not slow about his promise as some count slowness. You know, our, our measurement of things is not the same as his but his patience toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. God wants all of us to come to repentance. And then, of course, it goes into the information in which the end will transpire and the things that take place in that, on that day of judgment. There's going to be nuclear threats, and it might just happen. I don't want it to. I've been praying against that. I've been trying everything I can to stop that from happening. I'm doing my part. I'm not just talking. I'm walking. But we need to know and be ready. That's why it says you need to be ready. What kind of people must we be? Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking and hastening the coming day of God? I love my family. I love my wife, my children. It's such a blessing. It's, a, it's, it's my safe space. But it's all going to go away. I'd much rather pray that we live in the age of his return, that he's blessed us with an answered prayer, that we live in the era of his return, so that together, as we worship him on a, worship him on a Sunday, hand in hand, the sky opens, and in a twinkling of an eye, we are found with him. I'd much rather go out that way than to see corrupt soldiers break in the door, separate us as they were screaming for my children, and to have us executed, or to have them executed, and to see each other being executed. Because we didn't believe in enough climate change, or enough genderism, or enough whatever they want us to, whatever they want to destroy us with next, tomorrow, you know. Eh. Anyway, what are you going to do? I find peace knowing God's in control. You can find peace knowing God's in control also. That doesn't void us of our responsibility, and don't you dare think that's what I'm saying. 
We need to work hard. We are called to be good stewards of our existence on this earth. But it's all for the priority of making it to heaven and helping as many people make it there with us. If it isn't there, if, if what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're saying is not that, it's not making it to heaven and bringing as much people with us as we, we can, you're in the wrong boat. You're not going to make it. Want to know more about this stuff? You can always reach out to us. All right, well, the hour's winding down. Always good to be with you guys. Again, our Friday session, this is Friday. We speak about these things in this way. A bit more of the sociopolitical atmosphere, right? But if you look at the itinerary, we go live from Monday to Friday. And uh, each day has its theme. On Mondays, we share a sermon. Tuesdays, we analyze the lyric, a song from, the, from wherever. We look at the lyrics and talk about that. On Wednesdays, we have an organized study. We go through, we're being going through the, the, uh, the book of Genesis. On Thursdays, it's a topical discussion. We pluck out a topic and talk about the topic. And on uh, Fridays, well, sociopolitical stuff, current events, what's going on around the world, stuff like that. If you think there's any value to that, please consider subscribing, following, liking, sharing, give a comment, all that kind of stuff. And if you find a benefit to it, please consider, if you're willing and able, to financially support. Through God's grace, that's how we have food, shelter, and clothing. And we keep growing the Added Soul Studio. I have goals with the Added Soul Studio. Through God's blessing, I hope it can employ brethren. I hope the studio can grow and create content. I have a great many wonderful ideas. I wish brethren wouldn't play the crab in the bucket mentality because we'd help each other. Brethren sadly don't. They don't they don't seem to want to do that. So independently, through God's good grace and your funding, the added souls ministry grows. You can go to addedsouls.locals.com. You can support there. There's the PayPal option. If you need a physical address, reach out to me. And get a physical address. We work alongside the East Coast Church of Christ. You can check out the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. Addedsouls.com is my website. We're doing wonderful things here with the church on the East Coast of Canada. Providing the gospel for the Hub City, Moncton, Riverview, Dieppe, the church was planted last year. We're coming, we're a few days short right now of our first year anniversary as a church and so many things have happened. We've grown so much. Want to be part of that? Want to study with us? Are you seeking a loving and peaceful church family who is aware of everything going, what were the things going on? Reach out to us, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. All right, my friends, stay focused, stay positive. You are loved, you are appreciated. Lord willing, we shall meet each other again Monday. Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. You want to be with me throughout the weekend? AddedSouls.Locals.com You can also find my profile on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. You can find us going live Saturday evenings on the Added Souls page on Facebook. Good stuff? All right. Peace out.